got the dummies, Ben and JJ, coming at you with wisdom from the Bible and beyond. This is Dummies with Wisdom. Did you know that that McDonald's, even though it's a franchise corporation, so you have local business people owning each individual restaurant, that the company actually owns the land that each individual restaurant sits on? So basically, they don't own, I don't know if they own the building or not, they don't own the business, but they own the land. That's how Ray Kroc took over. Huh. So that corporate structure is kind of the same thing that some denominations do. Welcome to our podcast, talking about denominations and wow. church networks. That was impressive. I, I got to give you that one. <laughs> <laughs> Nailed it. Oh, my gosh. So before we get into uh, the whole discussion, we kind of want to talk about uh, these two sides uh, of the spectrum. So you have the dom- denominations, you have church networks, and whether you're trying to start a church and trying to figure out where um, to kind of fall under or whether you're actually looking for a church to go to, and you're kind of hearing about church networks and denominations. Uh, basically, denominations, it's a more centralized view of um, church. Uh, but everything's going to be from a very top-down point of view. So you're going to have a leader or even like a you know a set of leaders, but there's going to be a, a, at least some sort of head to the body. And then as it comes down the chain, everything from theology to um like the what what's what would be the right word like the rules of um almost like the political churchy side of it that's going to come from that top well, down let me let me say it like this like i I've, I've heard a lot of baptist churches that talk about how they're they're not really a denomination because they're not like top down basically they're not catholic essentially is what they mean right and that's i mean that's true that you can be you know more of like a, a congregational autonomous church but you still fall under the headship of your denomination so if the denomination decides hey we're gonna take this stance on baptism let's say we're only Mm -hmm. gonna we're only gonna do it in rivers from now on because that's a realistic uh stance (laughs) (laughs) that would be like you at your church would have to abide by that that doesn't mean that the your denomination has complete authority over you like a Catholic, like the catholic system does but if you're part of a Mm -hmm. denomination you still are underneath a central power authority even if your church is part of what's giving that you know if your church is sending people to your national conference you're still abiding by what the national conference as a whole decides right and so under that denomination you obviously have a lot of churches and you know i've heard a lot of people even say that like it's a network of churches but because of that bottom down structure the spread of that specific denomination in those churches is going to be a result of the top-down approach that that denomination has as compared to networks you've got it's almost like this um have you ever seen those videos of when like someone smashes a tarantula and then like yeah the the tarantula babies go like everywhere that's basically what church network is (laughs) (laughs) wow but like this is something this is something that i think is actually like as far as the early church this is kind of what's like modeled to a sense well, it like also this idea of also church denominations are typically mm-hmm. you're you're you you become part of it when you're planted. Like a church doesn't start yeah. off Baptist and then end up Methodist typically. Once in a great while, maybe, but that's not 
going to typically. But even then, they would split off from the denomination itself, and it would fall under some sort of other headship or its own, you know, rule of government. Right, but but, but a network, like if if a network pops up, a lot of times, like even if, if it's a local network, you might have a lot of local churches that have been established for fifty years that might join it. It's not like a this is your right. identity. It's more of a this is the yeah. coalition you're joining and agreeing with. That's why I see networks yeah. as is like it's more of a collective vision of something, and that's what's kind of the it's like more of a momentum thing. Right. And these churches can kind of build out from that. A denomination is an all-encompassing. This is who we are. If you're a Baptist church, that means that you that you abide by a certain set of uh, rules and regulations. I guess we'll call them, for lack of better terms, along with theology and whatnot, that make you Baptist or that make you Methodist or make you whatever it may be. A network, a lot of times, not always, but a lot of times, has one kind of mission in in mind. Um, and that's not to say that, that that's all that they do then for the church, but they a lot of times have this more focused, we're, we're going to align ourselves on this one specific topic, this one specific goal, um, at least for the smaller, you know, if we're talking, you know, say 20, 30 churches that form this little network. Now, you know, something mm-hmm. like Acts 29, which is probably if anybody, if people haven't heard of a network or don't know what that is if they've heard of acts 29 that's going to be the best known one here in the states that's going to be a little bit more of a because of their size a more all-encompassing network rather than just this hey we want to solve homelessness over on fifth street right um and like something like acts 29 is like its vision is to plant churches like its vision is to spread so like right something like that i think that is like the essence of like we're going to use x29 a lot just because it's like the essence of like it's it's the definition of what this idea of a network would end up being if it grew up whereas like i've heard right and i've heard and i we're i was doing a little bit of like research before this and it's like even the gospel coalition is considered a network but it's like it's not that's not, a stretch it's, not, it's vision isn't right but i think it's it's harder to see that as it because it's like its vision isn't necessarily for the church. I think it's some. It's like it's a coalition of like existing like churches and groups. So here, here's the kind of where we're, we're the question we're going with today is what what is better? What is the future here in the West? Um, you know, if we're gonna plant a church, do we go with a denomination? Do we go with something like Acts twenty nine? Do we go with both? Maybe is neither the best answer, or just individual autonomous churches like uh, we had you know, back at the uh, beginning of the church era? Is that is that the better answer? Not have these um, these coalitions of churches? What is the, the best uh, way forward, I guess, is where we're going? Like, when I look in Scripture, obviously it was small. Obviously it was still growing. So, like, the idea of networking and, yeah. like, the church as itself kind of growing from itself was obviously kind of the only way it could have now i think the disciples probably could have started a denominational type of thing with a head and it could have you know filled down like that but when i compare what i see in scripture like a lot of things i think we it's kind of gotten lost as like the centuries have gone by and we've just kind of gotten stuck into this flow but like i think networks is honestly maybe potentially more biblically sound yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. I've been part of, I just counted it while you were talking, I've been part of seven different denominations in my lifetime. The best churches of those seven that I've been to have been the ones that have, that have acted more like a network than a denomination, that have been less top, even though they're all denominational, there were some that mm-hmm. were more top down, you know, more that actually really 
not that they didn't care about their national conference, but there were there were some that the national conference really meant something, and there was some that were like this was like just the annual gathering of all of mm-hmm. us, and those are the ones that I thought had a much better leadership structure, a much better, um, I guess, just approach to to ministry and approach to the uh, just what the church is. Now, granted, those were smaller denominations that I was dealing with, but we're not talking like you know, 20 churches, it's still a considerable amount. Denominations are so divisive right now. I don't know mm-hmm. if that's always been the case or not, but they are right now. Yeah. And I think we're kind of getting into that territory of um, when Paul writes in his in Corinthians, where he talks about how the people are divided, saying one says, I follow Apollos, another says, I follow Peter, another says, I follow Paul. That's mm-hmm. where it looks like we're getting to because it's getting to the point now. And to an extent, it makes sense because we're getting some really out there liberal denominations. We're getting some that are so conservative that if uh, you try to change anything, it's, you know, you're going to hell. And um, sure, I think we're getting into that dangerous territory of identifying ourselves with a denomination rather than the, than the individual church or even just the capital C church. Because we're taking what was or what should be a a local church, yes, but part of this grander, this bigger worldwide church, and we're turning mm-hmm. it into I'm part of the Baptist church, or I'm part of the yeah. Mennonite church, or I'm part of yep. any Foursquare church, whatever. And we no longer have this uh, coalition, I guess, if you want to call it that, this interaction among different denominations yeah. that we ought sure. we ought to have. I mean, there's a lot of denominations that could that agree on a lot of stuff that, that should, um, that should have those agreements should be working together instead of working in their own separate camps, probably going the Mm -hmm. same direction. Oftentimes there was one church that I went to that was like non-denominational in like every sense of it. So like they were, they were a lone church and there were a lot, a lot, a lot of issues. Um, and I think something that I've found, a church that does not have accountability, I think is very dangerous. Cause Agreed. I think Agreed. people who, who are like leaders, not just, you know, pastors, but like leadership of churches who are from the forefront willing to have accountability, like basically for the sake of accountability. Cause like for one, like I think someone who's put in that position, as soon as you have any sort of power, you can look through history. You can th- look through the Bible to see what that actually does to someone. And I think it would surprise each of us if we were put in that position. Like some of the decisions that we would make, churches need to have accountability, which is why denominations and networks, you know, if we're going to kind of put those kind of two camps in there, I think that's definitely the way to go. And if you're even looking for a church, that's a good way to start. Um, but I would, I would honestly go toward network because I think, and not just any network, a good network. Right, right. Even if you're creating a network, like I'd be all for it if you wanted to be the guy to head up, you know, a new network. But to start a church that one has accountability, two is dedicated to truth, not dedicated to the missional statement of the Methodist or the Baptist or whatever. And I think that's where denomination. This is my biggest um, hit against denominations because I think there's a lot of good things denominations offer. Right. But I think the biggest area it lacks and i think is a huge area is that there's no um room for conversation there's no Mm -hmm. whether you say it or not 
your worldview is never going to change. Therefore, I don't believe that you can ever have a true, um, you can be honest when you say that you are truly seeking truth. Like, and you're in that, and I think that is the, the point of, I don't want to say the point of the church, but the point of church, like actionably going and actually like communing with each other is like we are trying to be the best versions of ourselves in light of who we are in Christ. We're trying to be the best followers of Christ. We're trying right. to um be we're we are trying to find who Christ is in this Bible that he's given us in the world um and the revelations he's given us and I think denominations when you get stuck into your camps it becomes very dangerous and I think networks is possibly a way when it's done right that may give us an opportunity to expand or expand those worldviews right right i agree that's my big problem if if you go neither or even with a uh, uh some sort of a, a coalition or network that mm-hmm. that has no sense of authority over you at all um is, yeah. is you have no accountability and it's not even just necessarily the accountability but can you call on somebody else if you're if you're a pastor at the church and your elder board just went off the rails. Do you have somebody you can call up to, to bring down essentially? Yeah. Not, I mean, more or less somebody that is in mm-hmm. authority of some sort at a higher level that you can bring down. And I, like, like you said, I mean, I, th- I think it's just foolish to, to start a church and have no sense of oversight at all. Um, mm-hmm. Personally, I think, I think that the traditional uh, denominations are, a thing of the past not that they're not doing anything good right now but if you look at it those the church like that's the that's what's on the decline the churches that are growing my church right now is part of the ag but you will not see that anywhere you it's not really talked about not because we're trying to like hide it but that doesn't gain us anything it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't help anything if we broadcast our denomination I think that I think the denominations are the future. I just think that they're going to look like networks. I think they're these smaller yeah. deals. I think that they're going to be more of a locality thing. It's not going to be, you know, maybe it's three states instead of worldwide as half of them are now. But I, I yeah. do think that I think that's where it's headed because I don't think I don't think networks provide that strong enough base because, like we talked about, they are much more focused. So I think we're going to start mm-hmm. having a lot a lot of small denominations that are yeah. more regional rather than huge. And I honestly, I think that's, I think that's a great thing to have. Yeah. If they act well and like, even like some of the better churches that I've seen and been around and like the, you know, the people part of these churches and the pastors, like these better churches, like when they work together and do something well, like they seem to be doing a lot more church planning. They seem to be looking for leaders within their churches and being like, Hey, go plant this right. church, go do this. Or even like, you know, we'll send you overseas. We'll do this. Like there is much more of a sending out, like let's continue to grow and build upon each other, even within a denomination rather than, you know, not again, we're not going to get into, I don't want to get into mega church thing, but like, you know, Oh, we need to do, you know, expand the building or we need right. to keep doing this. We need to go to five services now. You know, that, that's that sort of idea. And one thing I want to point out here, because I, as, as I'm thinking to who might listen to this podcast, um, I know that there's people that are very set in their denomination, um, yeah. and that's—I mean—that's fine. I'm not telling you to, to change your church or anything. Um, 
But yeah. I, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that if it's if it's not my denomination, then we have nothing to do with mm-hmm. it. And yeah. my question to that would just be why, what why right. what what makes your denomination the denomination? What like please show me in scripture where that is even close to biblical and where that not even close to biblical. Like how does that like from a like common sense side where how like, how are you gonna um argue me that you guys are advancing the kingdom to the best of your ability if you are gonna stay within your bubble right and th- that you've established not what God has established but what you have established right exactly what like what's what's so great about your denomination I don't care what denomination you are <laughs> what is so yeah, great exactly. about it I can name 50 yeah, can things wrong network. with any denomination. I've been part of seven of them, and I can tell you 50 things wrong with each and every one of them. That doesn't mean they weren't good denominations. Um, a lot of them were good, but they're not. A denomination is not the only, or your denomination is not the answer. Half the time, it's probably yeah. the problem. <laughs> Preach Just it. Say it. Like, I mean, I've yet to find something that, like, wholeheartedly, I mean, I'm the first one to admit that, you know, I don't know everything. But I'm also the first one to, you know, have that conversation of, all right, this isn't right. And I can show you plan this day right here. So, like, I have a hard time <laughs> thinking anyone can come up to me and say, hey, my little Christian bubble, my little church bubble here is the answer. Which still doesn't make sense because if they're going to hold on to that and st- say they're not going to have anything to do with anyone else, that goes completely against everything that we're told to do, which is saying, go out and go tell people if that really is the truth right if that it really is the the message right exactly but i've i I just i get passionate about this because i've talked to a lot of people that are this way i'm very much not this way if you couldn't tell that i Mm. i i have no denominational ties and part of it's because of the seven denominations but there's i don't i don't see a denomination as being the church and we shouldn't because a denomination is not Mm -hmm. the church our our individual local churches make up the church, but a lot of times we don't even see it that way. We see the church as like this, uh, this idea, this kind of like spiritual, the church, capital C wraps around mm. the world. But it's like you, you can't have a you can't have a worldwide organization that's not made up of smaller entities. I mean, mm. but with with anything, I mean, the Ford Motor Company has plants all over the world. You can't just have the Ford Motor Company. That's an idea. That doesn't make any sense. Well, even the Ford Motor Company in each of those different places looks different. Mm-hmm. It's marketed different. They're using different things. Like your model here cannot, you cannot be so small minded to say that what quote unquote works here is going to work in Europe, in the heart of Africa, in the Middle East. Like, do, do not take that Baptist model and try to apply it to the Middle East or even <laughs> Europe, really. Like, it's it's not going to go absolutely anywhere. Jesus is what you send over there. Jesus is what needs to be here, too. And it's when, when you say my denomination or even my network, we can go that. Yeah, my church, absolutely. my organization, my group of people. If I don't care if you slap Christian on it or not. It has to be about Jesus. And if it's not about, you know not about jesus you're making it about yourself you're 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 wrong well yeah not, <laughs> Honestly, not only are you sorry. wrong but that's like the anti every idea right. biblically of the church like the church is meant to be about jesus that's my problem with people like piper people like john MacArthur. they're great scholars they've done a lot for the kingdom and i do appreciate a lot of what they've done um 
But that's my problem with both of them is they have, especially MacArthur has a basically either you're a Calvinist or you're you're, you're wrong. Like it's not even like mm. a here's what I think is yeah. right or a I'm going to teach what I think the Bible. It's like a if you don't believe this, you're just wrong and you're against everything orthodox and whatnot. He has a very it's a very yeah. I don't know what you what, what you want to call it, but a very like one sided debate, I guess. That's kind of the feel I get from him. And I think that a lot of churches have it. Like I'm so sick of every church I go to, we support the missionaries that are part of our mission organization. Yep. I, I I understand the logic. Like don't I, right. I'm not stupid, but why are we why are we so bent into that? I mean, for crying out loud, if I'm gonna be a missionary, I don't want to only go to churches that are part of my denomination. That doesn't. Why? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's not that's right. not across the board, but like that's another that's another thing where it's where it's we take this we take this idea of denominations and we've we've taken this hey we've got this whole not we've got this whole network of thousands maybe or tens of thousands of churches that all pay money to the denomination so that we can do things like start a seminary we can do things like start these worldwide missions organizations we can plant churches in Africa we can do all these things and that's amazing that's you know, God is working through that. But yeah. when we turn it, like, why Why do you think that we keep talking about how we're soon going to have the Bible in every language and somehow every year that that goal date becomes a year later? It's because we've got, like, 15 different organizations in Dallas that are all doing, like, the same thing that aren't working together. There's been attempts to, to try to fix that. But even that alone, it's showing that there's all these different ideas that are just slightly different from one another that are all going to mm. take the same highway towards the same goal and... If we would just cross those lines, if we would have those conversations, we could mm. get all this stuff done a lot quicker. And if if we could just that's that's the whole like point of Acts twenty nine. We don't need to agree on what you think about predestination. We don't need to agree on mm. on what the best mode of baptism is. We don't need to agree on at what age can someone be saved. Like that stuff, that stuff matters. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. That stuff does not matter if we're talking about planning a church. If that's what's going to keep us from planning churches and keep us from being able to spread the gospel, then we're just, we're being fools. I mean, if, if we're going to let yeah. the name that's on our church sign keep us from fulfilling the Great Commission, then we might as well shut the doors. Hmm. And that's the yeah. end of my rant. <laughs> <laughs> ben Graber, everyone. Woo! That does bring up a thought. Um, we're kind of running out of time, but I want to sneak this in. Um, so we've, we've gone through like 10 minutes of like slaughtering denominations. <laughs> Let me just say all of that, w- all of that applies to networks if they're acting in that same way. It's just that, I don't. Right. We don't. That's the question. We don't. Yeah. We don't see any huge networks aside from Acts Twenty Nine that are there's. There's no other network that's as big as Acts Twenty Nine. All these other ones are like 40, 60, 200 churches that mm-hmm. we don't hear about. So that's kind of my question then. So like, what we're so fed up about, like what we just talked about the last ten minutes, is kind of like at its core what we actually somewhat appreciate about denominations is like this very systematic, um, theological and. Um, like top down almost like political view of like a church structure and like how things should be run and it's like whether it's right or wrong at least for the most part it's solid it's in writing and like you could you know someone in the church a member could go to the church website and read it for themselves and be like okay 
you know, whether or not I actually agree with this, I at least understand the stance. But for that, like, systematic approach to, like, governing a church as a denomination, whether we agree with it or not, like, there is something set there. How does that translate toward networks? Because I personally think we're going to see a lot more of these, like, networks popping up because I think there is an urge for people to cross those boundaries and i think that is happening even within denominations i'm seeing that happen and they're starting to work with other churches right. and i think we're gonna see more networks so how how does how does that network then keep that similar type of accountability but maybe even in a better way personally i think that i think the problem with the denomination is it is top down even if you want to call yourself a congregational autonomous unit you are still very much a top-down approach a network at least as we stand, are very much the opposite. We just had our uh, our regional director come to our church a couple weeks ago um, and preached on Sunday morning. We have something like 380 or so churches in our region that he's the regional head of. So if he was going to go to each one of those churches on a Sunday morning, that'd take him like eight years to get to all the churches one time. Um, right. So I, I don't I the, the whole top down thing is uh, I I don't think it's necessarily all that feasible because of the size hmm. of denominations. When you're doing a network and it's a bottom up approach, you might not have as much oversight as what's good. But I think we you want to have oversight, but I think we put too much on. I guess safeguarding everything. So here's my thing though. What I think, like when you say oversight, and I think that's a good word for it, that idea to me, I like, I think that's the farthest thing from what we actually think. I think, and I think that's what we do. I think we have oversight over our churches. We have oversight over, even within the church, like a church has oversight over its members. Right. Whereas, accountability is maybe more along the lines of what needs to happen like um discipline and instruction meeting together like discipline and grace meeting together like i think we have this this idea of oversight and it's again it ends up becoming there's someone in leadership that is talking down and i think you can have good graceful instruction and discipline from a person of authority without it being oversight and it's spirit led and it's from an idea of accountability where I think accountability is driven from something that the recipient of whatever it is, the good or bad accountability is holding themselves to a standard, which that standard, that standard also includes like the person is holding themselves to a standard in such a way that like not only are they doing it themselves, but also they are putting themselves in the light to be corrected, to be celebrated, to be encouraged, to also be, um, you know, sometimes harshly criticized. I think and it is important, like you right. know, slap across the face if you're really screwing up. And I think that also applies to, you know, the church and then, you know, whatever, as that bubble continues to grow, I don't think there's ever until you get to jesus is there this idea of oversight and even then i don't even see in scripture where like jesus is never necessarily like overseeing well here like here's what here's here's my train of thought because i i do see it a little bit uh so paul gives the uh 
the qualifications for elders and overseers in first Timothy three and then Titus Mm -hmm. one. And that whole context is in a local church. Uh, It's not talking about denominational heads. It's talking about your local church. Paul is not part of those local churches. He's an apostle. Paul was in a sense, an overseer that had a stake in these churches but he wasn't a top-down approach. It was basically he was paying attention to what went on, and when they yeah. went off the rails, he called them out on their crap. Your church's like guidance and overseeing should be largely within. Now, again, I think you want something above that you can call on if your leadership starts to kind of waver. And again, like even like to what you're saying, like if there is like overseeing being done, it's not like there's an oversight committee, right? looking over it like when you think oversight and like over like a like a, a people who are like meant to oversee uh, I, I can't really think of a like i mean it's very political language there Congress. and i can't really think of a yeah i can't really think of a good instance where an oversight committee has ever done something you know worthwhile to be honest with you so i think really just to to put it all in one sentence both denominations and networks can be good Personally, my own opinion is that traditional denominations are kind of fallen to the side and that networks and possibly smaller denominations are what the future holds. Uh, that doesn't mean that one one idea is necessarily good and one's necessarily bad. Um, it's just, I think, what we as fallen humans have taken these institutions to mean and turned it exactly from that from a church into an institution. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to this podcast of Dummies with Wisdom. To give us comments, ask questions, or submit pictures of other dummies you find in the wild, email us at dummieswithwisdom at outlook.com or find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash dummieswithwisdom.